The Crossman Conversation brought to you today by Community Legal Services, Maynard Cooper, Frontier Partners, and Roto Speaks. The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. The Crossman Conversation is hosted by John Crossman. John's heart is to see our community of leaders unite around what we have in common. John will be joined by political leaders, religious leaders, as well as activists making a difference in our nation. Here is your host for the Crossman Conversation, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation. Hey, uh, Mike, before we get started. Hey, another story. (laughs) It's just a quick story, Mike. This is just before we get started, a quick story. I got to tell you this. Listen to me. When I was a boy, I mean, let me pack up. Before I was born, my dad, you know, he was a pastor. He was a great pastor. He was a good dude. And he, one of the things he did was, you know, old school church, you got big pulpit, little pulpit. Big pulpit's the word of God. Little pulpit is where you announce bake sales and stuff like that. And old school pastors did not give up their pulpit. That was a big deal. Well, my dad, starting in the late 1960s and the 70s and 80s and early 90s until he retired, every year he would give up his pulpit to Dr. Oswald Bronson, mm-hmm. who was the president of Bethune-Cookman University. I mean, I have a picture, I have a beautiful picture of my dad at his 65th birthday party and who surprised guests, Dr. Bronson came and they hugged and they just loved each other so much. And so that was a big deal to me because it was the first exposure I had to a college at all was, was Bethune-Cookman. And we moved nine times. Wherever we moved, like Dr. Bronson came to us. It was just great. So you just can't untether my heart from Bethune-Cookman University and Dr. Oswald Bronson. Now listen, Mike, get ready to have your mind blown. Dr. Bronson's grandson is our guest today, All Johnny right. Vickers. Oh, Can you believe great. that? That's cool. When we talked, I told him, I said, Johnny, you need to know that like, your grandfather held me as a baby. That's true. Yeah. And so, um, Johnny, thanks for being our guest today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Little known fact, my grandfather also helped me as a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet he did. I bet he did. So, Johnny, you're here in... You're here as a Bethune-Cook University advocate. You know, that's one of the many things that you do. And you've got a great family and yourself, and you're doing great stuff. And, you know, I spend a lot of my time talking about HBCUs and specifically about Bethune-Cookman. So that's what I wanted to talk about today, if that's okay. Oh, of course. And so my big thing is, like, uh, first off, like, you know, why? Like, why why be so passionate about this university? Why are you so passionate about BCU? Well, first off is because Bethune-Cookman is what I know and is what I was born into my not just my grandparents graduated from the school but my mom my dad my aunt my uncle their children graduated so my legacy with that university runs very deep I tell some I tell a lot of people it's like you're not going to get more Bethune Cookman than me you're (laughs) you're you're really not and for someone who has literally grown up and lived on campus and and has gotten a chance to see the the campus evolve and grow, you know, makes your heart feel good. And to be able to walk around those students and say, you know what? I was once where you were. I understand the struggle when it comes to being a student here and being able to give those encouraging words to them. You know, that's what really keeps me going to let them know and to know that, you know what, one day you're going to be great. You don't know it yet. I do. But you're going to be great one day. Well, hang on a second, though, Johnny. I mean, let, let, let's unpack that a little bit. You know, somebody could come in here and say, hey, my grandfather was this. My aunt was this. My uncle was this. And I hate that. I want to be something different, right? Like, just because your parents and your grandparents does it doesn't mean you're going to do it. It doesn't mean you should continue to do it. But you, 
you sell all of this and clearly it put things in you that you're now trying to put into other people. So what's, what's the secret sauce? What's the magic that's going on there that you're like, I love this and I embrace this and I want to share with this others. There's been something deep in there that's, that's pierced your heart and you want to put it on other people. What is it? Well, I think you, you, you kind of touched on it just a little bit, right? My, as much as I look up to my grandfather and you know, yeah, that's Dr. Bronson's grandson, my friends. And if you know anything about my friends, that was, that was his saying, right? Right. right. But I was never forced by my parents, uh, my grandfather, my grandmother to ever be like him. Hmm. I was always encouraged to be myself. Wow. I was always encouraged. You're going to be you. I take things that my grandfather taught me and that I learned through his example, but I was always able to do it kind of in my own framework. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that has allowed me to be able to reach this next generation because I'm not doing it exactly like Oswald Bronson. Cause there's only going to be one Oswald Bronson. Sure, sure. Right. But I'm able to do it like that one Johnny Vickers. Right. And that one Johnny Vickers is able to affect change. That's awesome. So you had this, loving family that empowered you and instilled you with a lot of great morals and leadership and education. And they empowered you just to be you. So yes. you were able to, as a man, as an adult say, Hey, I choose this. I don't I'm obligated it. I don't have to, you chose it. And then now you're living it. That's pretty awesome. I've, I've, I've I, I kind of say I didn't have a choice, but I still chose it because when you, cause when <laughs> you're, in, you know, when, when you're immersed in it, yeah. like I, I have, when I say I was born into it, literally, my grandfather became president in 1975, and I was born in the early 80s. So I was born in the midst of his presidency at Bethune-Cookman University. I remember myself going to basketball games as a kid, football games as a kid. My mom worked on campus. My grandfather, wink, wink, worked on campus, too. And so, you know, it's always just been a part of me. And there's just this, I can't even explain it. I have no problem. Watch this. I've worked at Bethune Cookman two other times. Mm -hmm. When I once when I graduated uh, with my undergrad, and then I came back some years later as an academic advisor. And when I felt my time was up at Bethune Cookman, as uh, after my undergrad and after the time as my academic advisor, I left. Mm -hmm. I have no problem because I know I'm still tied to that university. Right. I know I'm still tied to that mission. It's still and home that to vision. you. It's still home to me. Yeah. And so whenever it's time for me to go, okay, it's time for me to go within that capacity. But I know that I can still go on campus. I can still affect change. I can still talk to students. I mean, I've been feeding students at Bethune Cookman for God knows how long, <laughs> like for years, over, over a decade. And so it, it just continues to be a part, a part of who I am. So Bethune Cookman is not about my working there. It's just a, a part of who I am and is what I know. Gotcha. So I was uh, I was visiting uh, Derek Bishop Derek McCray's church um, uh, uh, last Sunday, and he and I were talking, and then he did a thing um, with his uh, congregation where it was HBCU Sunday, and so he brought some different people up to do things, and he brought up somebody who went to Bethune Cookman, and the question he had for them was why, because he was talking to a lot of the students in the audience, like why choose Bethune Cookman University, and the guy that uh, got there spoke, he was awesome, he actually was their praise and worship leader, so he was great anyway. And so one of the things that he said was, is like, hey, you can uh, go to school and you can still come home and go to church here and go back. You know, he was sort of, he was sort of talking about the Christian aspect 
and the connectivity community and, and the local community as well. So if you're talking to a, a young student in high school and they're thinking, hey, I'm thinking about, do I go to a PWI? Do we go to HBCU? And if I go to HBCU, do we go to a state one or a private one, a Christian one? What's your why to a 17-year-old? Why should they choose BCU? Well, if I'm talking to a high school, I have different whys for different people. Okay, sure. So it all depends on who I'm talking to. Right. It will be the answer you get. But if I'm talking to a high school student, this is why I tell them why you should go to Bethune-Cookman. Bethune-Cookman is going to be a place where when you go to class, that instructor is going to know who you are. Right. Right. I asked my brother, my brother and my sister attended UF. Right. I said, what's your largest class? They said, oh, my largest class is over 200 people, somewhere between two to 400 people. Are you serious? I talked to a person who formerly went to Bethune-Cookman. They transferred to a school in Nevada, like Nevada State or something. I said, what's your largest class? They said 800 people. Wow. In one class. Yeah. Bethune-Cookman, my largest class, somewhere between 20 or 30. Right. So that instructor is going to know you. When you get into your major classes, they are going to know your name. They're going to know where you're from. They're going to know your work ethic. And they'll be able to call it, call you on those things and work at their very hardest to get you to your fullest potential. You're not going to be just a number in the crowd. I had a class, Johnny, at FSU, and there was 1,500 people in the class. It was in an auditorium. I, I kid you not. That, I'm, it's a true story. And I think that for some kids, maybe they're okay to get a little bit lost. But if somebody, you know, really wants to have some focused attention and maybe for different reasons, and I, I get that, man, being at a smaller school and have somebody know your name and like, if you miss class, they might text you like, Hey, I saw you weren't in class today. Are you okay? Is everything going all right? Like that, that's creates a built type of community. And that's pretty powerful if you're 17 years old and that's what you're looking for. That's BCU can provide that. Absolutely. My, my wife even tells a story about my wife is a Bethune-Cookman graduate. I don't think I mentioned that at the very beginning. I said my whole family, but I didn't say my wife, right? So my wife is a Bethune-Cookman graduate. She was biology pre-med in her undergrad. She also earned her master's degree from Bethune-Cookman in uh, counseling. And so she is a licensed mental health counselor as well. But she always tells this story about how when she was going through some hard times during her undergrad years, how her professors would pull her aside, would call her and be like, you haven't been to class. What's going on? What's wrong? This is not like you to miss. This is not like you to, to just us not hear from you or see you. And so you can't do that with 1500 students, 800 students. But if your class size is about 20 and you say, Hey, I need everybody's number because you're going to see me more than once, then you can do that. And that's what makes Bethune Cookman special. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I want you to stick around because I want to take a break and I want to come back. I want to get a deeper why and the further why is going to be like, why should the community care? Like the greater community, like part of me is like, why should the greater Christian community care? Like somebody's like, well, I'm Presbyterian or whatever. And then why should the community like, why should NASCAR care? Why should business leaders care? So oh, we're going to take a quick break and then we right back with Johnny Vickers talking about the school we both love, Bethune Cookman University. Are you willing to serve communities in crisis around the world to people who are impoverished, 
oppressed and persecuted. Frontier Partners International offers mission opportunities in areas least served to meet the needs of the helpless, hapless, and hopeless, and is currently serving earthquake survivors in Syria. Share the love and joy of Christ and give the gift of a hope-filled future to someone in desperate need. Learn more at FrontierPartners.org. That's FrontierPartners.org. Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. I'd like to thank Maynard Cooper and Gale, PC, for being a sponsor of our program. Maynard is a full-service law firm with over 350 attorneys and 14 offices nationally who serve with professional excellence in everything from corporate and business matters to day-to-day legal issues. The office in Central Florida focuses its practice in real estate, corporate transactions and organization, banking and finance, along with trust and estates. To learn more, visit MaynardCooper.com. Community Legal Services is a civil legal aid organization providing no-cost legal help to the underserved. They call it Legal Aid for All. Their attorneys assist with legal issues related to family law, housing, domestic violence, veterans' benefits, and much more. Community Legal Services is a community-supported program. To learn more and help support the mission, visit clsmf.org. That's clsmf.org. Community Legal Services. Legal Aid for All. Once again, here is John Crossman. We're back with Johnny Vickers, advocate for Bethune-Cookman University, a place we love both so much so dearly. Thank you so much for being here and, and talking about BCU. I really appreciate it. Really yeah, appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> well, it's fun. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where people go there and their lives are changed. You know, something I would say is that, you know, if, if I meet a young black kid and he tells me he went to Cornell and then he went to Harvard, or if he's like, he's at Cornell, and he's like, I'm trying to think about if I should go to Harvard or Yale next or something. That kid doesn't need my help. And I'll, a lot of times, too, I don't know that that kid's life is predominantly changed. You know what I mean? But we have so many kids that come to BCU, and their lives are changed, right? The trajectory. And then that, that life can be generational impact, right? So the kid comes there, and maybe they didn't come from the best child experience, but they get poured into with all this love and then they, they go, they, they ascend to another level and then they're able to help future generations and help their community. Right. Absolutely. Is that true as far as like all of that? Yeah. One of the things, and I tell people this, for those of you who are listening, Bethune-Cookman University saves lives. Amen. I'm going to say that again. Bethune-Cookman University saves lives. And I mean that in a literal sense. Mm -hmm. I don't mean that figuratively. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was, you know, not just as an alumni, but I was working there as an employee of the institution. And I remember a student saying that Bethune Cookman saved my life. He says, I cannot go home. If I go home, there is a very high possibility that I won't make it back. I choose to stay here because Bethune Cookman, like saved my life. Bethune Cookman gives me that, that, that it factor, right? Bethune Cookman keeps me grounded. Mm -hmm. And so 
when you support Bethune Cookman, you are supporting not just the students, but you're supporting the faculty who are there, who are pouring into these students. I'm talking to people who are deans. I'm talking to people who are faculty, who are staff. You don't know how many of those people are helping those students off book. I'll just say it like that. Feeding them, helping them, mentoring them. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a circle. It's a, it, can I jump and say this? Yeah, yeah. I, I have seen trustees write a personal check and put into the, a found, the foundation or whatever to directly pay for a kid's tuition because they're trying to graduate and they didn't have enough. Where is that happening? You're like, where else? To your point, exactly. that's what you're saying. Yes. It's like you have people that are buying a kid a meal or buying a kid a sport coat or helping them out in these other ways. That's not happening at other universities, but it happens at BCU all the time. It happens. And, and let me tell you, and let me tell you, one of the things that we are working on to do a, uh, not even to do a better job, but to even make it a lot more streamlined is we want to be able to hook students up with alumni in the area. Mm -hmm. So they have somebody who they can lean on when they're like maybe feeling like homesick or they may not understand the situation that they're going through. Uh, and there's somebody there that can help walk them through these different pivotal, 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 yeah, pivotal moments in life. Excuse my tongue to be me being tongue tied right there. But Bethune Cookman, like. If you want to have a family atmosphere along with your academics, you come to Bethune Cookman. I like that. So let me I want to ask you two more whys. We touched on this earlier. So first off is. Somebody might be listening to this and saying, hey, look, that's great. I'm glad that's happening. That's good. At the same time, I'm, 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 not, I'm not black. I'm a, and also, you know, I, I think that's kind of a Methodist school, and I'm Presbyterian, or I'm, you know, Assembly of God. Like, I'm a Christian, but why would I care about this other school that's doing stuff? Why, why would I care about that? Because God cares. Amen. <laughs> it's part of the because, body of believers. Because it's part of the body of it's part of the body of believers. And and it goes beyond denomination. We right. know that Bethune Cookman is is United Methodist, is backed by the United Methodist Church, but it goes beyond because let me tell you something. As far as people who are there, you have everyone from non-denominational to United Methodist, Global Methodist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, uh, Catholic, uh Baptist, Baptist, yeah, holiness, apostolic, like all who are coming in and providing and giving life into that institution. We're not worried about denomination. <laughs> denomination has never, ever been an issue. Even when my grandfather was, oh, Assemblies of God. Even when my grandfather was president of the university, denomination had nothing to do with it. I'd say it like this, Johnny, if someone's listening to this and they're white and they're Christian, maybe they consider themselves a white evangelical, you care about Christian universities, right? You care about, Absolutely. if you're in the state of Florida, you know, I would say to all Christians in the state of Florida, hey, pray for Palm Beach Atlantic University, pray for Southeastern, pray for Florida Southern, right? Absolutely. And you might also say, well, I'm praying for uh, Wheaton up in Chicago, mm. or I'm pay praying for Hillsdale, or I'm praying for... Asbury in you know Kentucky. I mean, you're you're praying for these Christian universities, and you pray for Bethune Cookman, man. Yeah, you pray for Bethune Cookman. Like 
you know, it's part of this body of believers that we care about one another. And if there's, if there's kids that need help, we need to, we need to have our hearts open to that. And, and the further drive with it is like, it shouldn't be about race. It's not like, well, I'm white and they're black, but they go to a cool black church, go to a white church. Dude, no, no, no. It's about the blood of Christ. We're the same blood. We're the same family. We're brothers and sisters. And then and having that a deeply further penetrate in the Christian community of our state, I think is a big deal. Yeah. I think once you get past like say cultural differences, right. And understand what the mission of Bethune Cookman is, because let's look at history, right? Before when you're in the South and you're dealing with segregation, when Bethune Cookman was founded, right. During these times, black people weren't readily accepted into white institutions. Mm-hmm. However, Bethune Cookman has been accepting like people of all cultures into their institutions almost since its founding. Mm-hmm. So you say HBCU and you think, oh, it's only for black. No, we have the gamut at mm-hmm. Bethune Cookman. Yep. Right. And so when you help and you give to Bethune Cookman, you're giving to nations. I like that. I like that. I have seen people from as far as not just Africa, but Asia, Australia, all at all at the institution. Canada, like I, there's a gentleman I was talking to a couple uh, a couple of days ago. He's like, yeah, I'm, I came from Canada. I'm like, whoa, all right. what brought you here? You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so when you when when you're when you're giving in to Bethune Cookman, you're giving into nations. I like that a lot, and I think that. Again, it's just another level for us to think and how we approach things and how, again, ways we can unite the body. Listen, I have been in high church experiences. Mm, Yes, yes. And I've been in loose church experiences. And in all of them, I'd say, man, I felt the presence of God there, right? And uh, I just think that's a powerful thing to think on. The last thing I want to quick, we're almost out of time, but why should businesses care, right? I mentioned, you know, NASCAR or, you know, Disney or uh, other corporations, by way, they do. I mean, many of them are been great partners. I, I didn't, yes, mean, I didn't yes, mean that. Yes. And I, uh, but I'm really for our listeners who are thinking like, well, you know, um, maybe, Hey, I'm, I'm not black and I'm not a Christian. I just happen to have a business in Florida. Why would I care about this university? Can you give me a quick, why care if you're, if you're in that category? If you're l- wanting to be able to invest and mentor into the next generation of great thinkers, you're going to invest into Bethune Cookman, right? This is the thing about HBCUs that's well known. Sometimes HBCUs are, un- are underfunded, under resourced, right? However, what that does is is that that builds a resilience that a lot of times when you have everything like at your fingertips, you may not have. So Bethune Cookman students are very well resourced in how they can get things done because I may not have the money for the next uh, for to get something printed out. So I need to know different ways around to be able to get certain things done. So if you want to invest in the next generation of great thinkers, the next generation of people who are going to help you do things and even possibly get it done outside the box, you're going to go to Daytona Beach, Florida, right over there at 640 Dr. Mary McLeod Bethune Boulevard. <laughs> That's where you're going to go. <laughs> well, I appreciate you sharing that, Johnny. You know, I wanted to mention this to you is that I recently did a Zoom call on a Saturday morning with the students of Bethune-Cookman University who are interested in a career in real estate, okay? Now, what was I wearing? I was wearing a polo shirt. It's a, it's a Saturday. I wear a suit every day, but it's Saturday. It's Saturday morning. I'm talking to college. I'm a polo shirt. 
How embarrassed was I, Mike? All the kids, all the kids on the Zoom call on a Saturday morning, they were in suits. Oh my goodness, you were underdressed. I was underdressed. John Crossman underdressed. That never happened. (laughs) But I mean, I want you to think. I want you to think about that. Visualize that. How many how many universities would you grab kids on a Saturday morning that wear suits? But it happens at HBCUs and it happens at BCU. And the reason why I point that out is to make your point. It's like if you're if you're a devout capitalist, if you're like, hey, John, I don't care about any of that stuff you talk about. I just want to make money. I hear you, brother. I hear you. I would tell you you need to recruit, invest in VCU because you will find entrepreneurs. You'll find big thinkers. You'll find people that are problem solvers that'll get things done in the way that some other schools where some kids, they grow up entitled or they have everything kind of handed to them. They don't have that appreciation. So I would never tell me don't recruit from your alma mater. <laughs> Do recruit from your alma mater, but include BCU. Yes. We got to get wrapped up. And so, Johnny, thanks for being here, brother. I appreciate you I love me, you. Man. I love your family. Thank you Such so much. Such a fan. So, so <laughs> thanks for being here. So this is John Crossman, the Crossman Conversation. We've had my good friend Johnny Vickers here, who's a Bethune-Cookman University advocate. So glad to have him. And as always, support your local HBCU. This has been Crossman Conversation, produced by a Crossman Career Builders Mark Radio Production.